बिजनेस इज आर बिजनेस गायत्री एंड अपर्णा लुकिंग एट वीमेन ऑन्टरप्रनोरशिप बियॉन्ड फंडिंग शेयरिंग एक्सपर्टीज एक्सपीरियंसिस एंड टूल्स टू ग्रो योर बिजनेस हाई आई एम गायत्री एंड आई एम अपर्णा वेलकम टू आर शो Hi listeners and welcome to the second part of our conversation with Anu Seth. In this episode, we talked to Anu about what it was like entering the corporate space as a woman promoting financial awareness where she moved, walked in as an expert. Uh we also look at the space of women entrepreneurs and what are some of the common themes uh that come out in terms of women entrepreneurs and their finances. Uh, when you approach for uh, especially in the corporate world uh, and and someone bringing in a story about finance which in general in india not so much but in lots of parts of the world it's seen as a man's space and you said that yourself many women perceive it as such as like a man's space uh, how was your reception uh, going into your key markets like your corporate Uh, programs and open programs uh, you know like we speak in the gender diversity conferences or panels and everywhere uh, you have to find your allies so the ally also has to believe in your cause only when they see that there is a purpose to this Uh, so we we um, i mean it's one is it's the blatant truth that women will outlive men the learning methodology of is very different when it comes to a guy and the learning methodologies are very different when it uh, for women like you know some of our strong points being that we are open to sharing far more due diligence when it comes to choosing any product and there is so much jargon around it so when we brought in these examples to light we found good allies who were willing to give us um an opportunity to discuss this further oh so it took uh, one additional step of getting a stakeholder buy in before you actually went to your market uh yeah so to say yes most hr um, because more, very often this is positioned as an employee welfare thing uh, and yeah you have to deal with a lot of hr but when we saw uh, so the pitch is always about how it can impact them personally Mm. when they see that there would be a benefit by them bringing in their partner which mm. is all like equal rights equal responsibility and how wonderful uh, uh, impact we can have we, it was easy for us to kind of that it yeah yeah i think you hit the diversity tick mark and as well as employee welfare tick mark <laughs> yes <laughs> wonderful yeah there'll be a bunch of happy hr people when yes. they take you on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope to increase that tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will grow. So, uh, working with women entrepreneurs, what are some? Uh, I wouldn't say trends, but what are some common themes that you might have seen in terms of women who are running their businesses and their orientation to finances or money? Yes so I think that's again a very women stereotype that we deal with when it comes to women entrepreneurs um so I feel every entrepreneur whether it is a guy or a girl it, whichever gender you may belong to uh come from a space of the product you know I'm good at making jams 
so i i think i can sell jams you know i'm good at uh, making this software product so i made this product and then i'm going to sell it so and i have an i have a brilliant idea to resolve a problem um most of the time it is a problem solution that an entrepreneur is offering and uh, that's where they see the market they've seen so they understand that this thing is lacking in the market and they bring come up with a solution but the other additional roles and responsibilities which are required to create an organization or an enterprise whether it is the hr function or the admin or even housekeeping of an organization uh, and similarly finance these are some of the things that um, that one may not have uh, as a skill set so um, and uh, when you uh, look at it from the gendered lens more so because we the women entrepreneurs are not dealing with it in their personal spaces either so um, it's like two steps for for them and uh, very often finance is then left to either an accountant they have hired or left to uh, you know someone in the family who can help them with it um as a result what happens is very often they don't have a very strong handle on how the business is performing what are the levers of growth how they can improvise um and uh, and we feel that you know if they had a better understanding of their profit and loss or the raw material costs that are coming in uh, they can uh, improvise on those aspects and mm. have a better better outcome you know whether i'm going to start more products which are my high margin products which are my low margin products is simple understanding of those of the balance sheet a simple understanding of how the macro economy can impact them um should be something uh, every entrepreneur should do i i think incubation cells should add this as <laughs> one of the to dos um the other thing i find is that uh, women often underestimate themselves mm. and they often undervalue themselves as in we don't pay ourselves salary or we down pay ourselves saying it's my business itself so i think whenever uh, if you are going to look at anything as a business Uh, the positioning has to be very clear that you are exchanging your valuable time your talent as well as your expertise on the subject for some monetary uh, value uh, the monetary value can be high or low but it has to be there and um, in the professional world it has to be there and that will help you grow the business in the right direction and give keep you in the right sense of the business growth generating more employment because you know um when we look at business principles then we are looking at growth as one of the aspects mm. right uh the other thing um or maybe this is one of the last things that i feel is uh that uh, we need to separate out our personal finances and business finances so whenever you going to start off a business allocate some resource and say i'm going to use these resources for businesses and not all of it ye nahi ki whenever you need the money you dip into your personal resources and then there may be times where you have to overdraw it to your resource pool but it's easier if the money is segregated hmm. it also keeps expenses in check hmm. and gives you a, a more clearer idea of the business performance so to say so that's uh, those are some of the things i think all of us need need to uh, take note of
yeah, from a personal finance aspect, I think emergency fund and insurance are two things every every entrepreneur needs to secure mm. um, themselves before they get onto this journey because um, the entrepreneur journey is quite uh, sporadic. It can be very lumpy. Incomes can be uh, incomes can also be very sporadic. Oh yeah, we've seen that. Now in the last two years, it's been. Yeah, yeah. In COVID, there have been so many businesses who had to shut down or exactly. yeah, give up yeah. their office premises uh, or could not pay salaries because of the uh. fund issue. And then they, it can impact your personal thing also na? because you may have your personal responsibilities uh, which are there. Keeping that balance is very important, I think. So the other aspect of entrepreneurship, which is very tied to finance and of course returns is the risk and return perception. So one of the things you said was keep the finances separate but also the risk profile for the business separate from my personal risk profile. Uh, and understanding that is one step, accepting that it is one because uh, a lot of times you are focused on the return, right? Uh, like look at like look at crypto, everybody is saying oh you know, WhatsApp groups are buzzing, you know, somebody put in one lakh and got 10 crore. So, my, and I'm like, oh Lord, what is that? So, everybody stopped. But then you don't know, uh, you haven't really figured out what is the risk. Uh, and uh, figured out is that what I'm comfortable with. That for yourself, you have to do. There is no other way. But also to keep track of what it is for the business to say, where is the risk and what is the return of that? Uh, so this comes to, I think Aparna and I were talking about a couple of episodes about, uh, you know, hiring the right expert, uh, which requires money, which requires investment. Um, and uh, secondly, borrowing for the business, vis-a-vis -vis borrowing for yourself. So, uh, you know, debt is seen as a negative thing, but maybe your personal philosophy is to be debt free. I think a lot of us talk about being EMI free, you know. But for the business, is that right? So how do I reconcile, especially as a woman entrepreneur, to say, okay, my risk profile for my own self is not that high, but I have to change it for my business. So how do I go about doing that? So, yeah, I think ROCA is such a chaseable number that uh, and the conflict between the personal and the business aspect because... Mm women generally are risk averse or they study risk far more before taking a plunge anywhere than uh, than the counterparty so like you know it could be something as simple as uh, uh, if i were to get a home home budget of 10000 i will first keep away 2 or 3000 away as safety money saying that i need to have my safety net no matter yeah. who uh, but that personality sometimes can be a conflict in your business, uh, not necessarily so, uh, because uh, assessing risk then is your skill set, which you need to apply into your entrepreneurial journey as well. And once you assess the risk and understand the pros and cons, then you should be willing to take on uh, take on debt because you finished assessing. Uh, you get what I mean because you know your your strength is risk assessment, right? Mm. So how do you translate that in a business? You're going to think about all the parameters that could go right or go wrong, um, in terms of let's say, will I get a 
will I have a healthy pipeline of clients? Uh, will I be able to service the clients in case I scale? Then what is the outflow required? How do I hire expertise? Uh, when it comes to expertise, a lot of us uh, try to do the do-it-yourself model. Sometimes yes. that doesn't work too well because yeah. uh, it can it, it it takes a lot of time to develop expertise on mm. anything. It could be something as simple as a PowerPoint. Mm. But does that mean that you uh, uh, you know you outsource all skills? Not necessarily. So some of these can be acquired, and some of these you will have to outsource. So mm. being willing to outsource and then apportioning capital accordingly mm. is, is something. Uh, I think women are really good at that. They just need to understand the opportunities or the risk factors which are uh, which are associated to, let's say, raising a fund or getting uh, your valuations done, or go walking into the bank and making use of one of the like you know women's schemes which is available to them. Um, we also have a taboo towards debt serviceability. Like if I have debt, I lose my good night's sleep. Yes, uh, yes. that's so true in the personal world. But in the business world, debt is something it's like other people's money. How do you use it? Uh, if you deploy it towards the welfare of your business, the catch is, you know, how are you deploying that? It should be to the welfare of your business and not get used for your personal use. Like, you know, you hear about, uh, I forget the name of the actor who kind of used business money to buy a truckload of flowers for his fiance. Now, something like that, I'm, taking a very exaggerated example but the idea is that if the you have to justify the expense that you're doing with your business money so if you're careful with that i think serviceability of debt is possible because scalability will come in you will be able to get more hires and uh, there's a psychological shift i think happens once you understand risk better okay. i hope i've answered your question yes i think it is to me the overall sense is that a lot more work before you decide this is the profile, this is the way that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I would say that when I'm doing this, I would also have to earmark time for review because uh, six months can change uh, the whole scenario. Things can happen, life changes, you know, the world outside changes overnight almost. So that is That is one thing. Um, how do I know that I am on the right track as an entrepreneur? That's a tough one. And sometimes comes from a very emotional space, you know, even if it is right there in your face that you are not doing well, you don't want to shut shop. Mm. So, yeah, knowing whether you are on the right track from a financial aspect, I think your books are going to tell you and you should trust mm. the numbers far more than you trust your mm. intuitions. So, um, also doing your research and setting those things as clear as possible right in the beginning, you know, setting mm -hmm. some targets, ensuring that you kind of meet at least 50% or 60%. And uh, I mean, it shouldn't happen that you're meeting just 5% and you think you're, you're doing the right thing and you'll continue doing that. Even if you think it's on the right path, there has to be a justification or understanding of what are the learnings that happen. And then improvisations accordingly. If you're not able to improvise or change, then I think as an entrepreneur, uh, it, it's, it does not gel with the personality called entrepreneur, right? The entrepreneur is all about change. So um, the faster you can pivot, the faster you could 
change and uh, modify and uh, reskill yourself or reskill your business to accept your change um that would be a great marker to assess the health of the business one last question anu in the last 5 years of your entrepreneur journey how has anu changed ah uh, yes i have become far more confident i don't hesitate mm. from asking anything and i'm open to taking no for an answer from anywhere so i don't mind asking one. again also <laughs> Uh, so i it pretty much happened with uh with how i connected with aparna as well i liked i actually liked your word uh, her business is our business and i uh, just um, sent out a message saying that i love the name of uh, the topic yeah. you're doing i want to know more so i stopped thinking about what the outcome is going honestly mm, lovely, lovely so two very big learnings then uh, not worrying about oh what will happen and even if someone says no it's okay what's the big deal fine yeah yeah awesome and enjoy it it's a lot of hard work but i think it's satisfying at the end even if you've made um a little change a little mm. progress very true thanks so much for listening in we'll be back very soon with another episode of her business is our business bye for now Our business is our business. Gayatri and Aparna bringing you the woman entrepreneur, expertise, toolkits and stories of success beyond funding. Send in your questions and comments to listener at herbusiness.in. We'd love to hear from you.